What's up? Welcome to episode 46 of Beef's Beef. Um, got another, I got a special guest today. I wouldn't say another special guest because he's been on before. He's actually my first return guest that I've had. Uh, we've been talking back and forth, talking about doing another episode. And he called me the other day and gave, pitched me an idea of, of what I should do. And I was like, man, I'm going to be honest, Bryant. I think we're on the same page. So back again, we got Bryant Northern. How's it going, man? It's going great. Thanks for having me back on the show. Yeah, uh, no problem. So I haven't been, I haven't done an episode since the day before game four of the NBA finals. I'm a, I don't know. I guess you hadn't seen it. I'm a, one of the biggest LeBron fans you'll ever meet. So uh, actually when I was a, when I was a small kid, most people know me know that I was the biggest Michael Jordan fan, but LeBron has overtaken Michael Jordan, in my opinion, as my favorite player. Um, I, so I took a little bit of time off because I was pretty bummed about how that series went. I mean, you get 51 in the first game and then, the rest of the series really isn't worth talking about. So the Warriors sweep. We don't really need to go too much into the series because we all know how it went. Now it's funny that they don't even talk about the Warriors. It's all about where's LeBron James going to go. So that led us to what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Brian calls me the other day and he says, man, I have an idea about what we can talk about. I said, what do you got? So pitch them what, what you called me and said the other day. On social media, all I see in my newsfeed every day after the finals was GOAT debates. Who's the greatest of all time? Kobe versus Jordan. LeBron versus Jordan. Kobe versus LeBron. Where do they sit in the lineage of the greats? And I just thought it would be a good idea to put our spin on it and put our two cents in on where do these guys fall in the all-time greats of basketball? Absolutely. So um, you started talking, and I was like, Man, I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows where I stand on this. So I was like, I stopped you after a little bit. I was like, Brian, I think we're on the same page on this one. We ain't got to debate nothing, but I'll be more than happy to come talk to you about it. He was like, sure, let's do that. So I spent some time and I I, I looked through stats of all of the all three of those guys. Uh, I think we both agree that Kobe is. It's, it's between Jordan and LeBron. Would you agree with that? I definitely agree with that. I think Kobe is a top five, top ten guy all time. Okay. But I just I can't put Kobe in the debate for the greatest player of all time for the simple fact that I don't think he's better than LeBron. And I feel like he was a copycat of Jordan and yeah. not as good as Jordan. Absolutely. So, I mean, I told you before we came on here, I don't even consider him a, the best Laker. You disagree with that. You said you think he's the best Laker. I think Magic and Shaq are. I actually did a top ten uh, a while ago of who I thought were the best NBA players. So everyone already knows I have Kobe top ten. I have all three of these top ten. Obviously, I have LeBron one, MJ two. I think Kobe was nine or ten in my list. So he was wow. still top ten, but I did I didn't have him as high as maybe some people. I've seen some people have him in the top five. I wouldn't put him that high. I think he's very good. But I think once I read off some of these stats, a lot of people will be like, man. That's his stats weren't as good as I thought, and maybe that goes to his rook his first couple seasons because they played him behind Eddie Jones there for a little bit when he first came to the league. Ultimately, I think what hurts Kobe's legacy is he played a little longer than he should have. Yeah, he was chasing maybe some records. He has this um, unbelievable passion for competition, like Jordan. I yeah. think his love for the game and his will to win and will to get better is somewhat equivalent to Jordan. But to me, he just fell a little short. But he, he played those last three years, and he wasn't quite the same Kobe. Yeah, it, And it, he struggled. And it hurt his numbers, and it hurt his legacy. I mean, I saw him miss 11, 12 shots in a row. I saw him, you know, have seven turnovers in a game or shoot 25% from the field. And for me as a fan, I just think that that, put, that hurts his legacy. If he had retired two or three years early, earlier, I think that we would probably have a different feeling about Kobe. I mean, it would have sucked to see him retire after the Achilles, but that was pretty much the beginning of the end of him for him, really. Absolutely. And, I mean, the Achilles is a tough injury to come back for anybody, let alone a guy that's, what, 36, 37? 37 at the time. And, I mean, you kind of got to wonder about Cousins. I know it's a side note, but you got to wonder about Cousins coming back next year. I mean, what's he really going to bring anytime next season? Because that's a big injury to come back from, especially for a big man. Well, I think it depends how your game is. If you're a really athletic guy who depends on um, his athleticism, if you blow out a knee or if you hurt uh, your Achilles, I think it all depends. Do you get that athleticism back? Yeah. You know, do you get that quickness or that explosiveness back? 
I feel like DeMarcus isn't as quite as an explosive athlete. He's more of a banger and a bruiser. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't think it's as important uh, that, you know, I think he's going to be okay coming back from that. I don't think we're going to see, like, a big drop in numbers. That makes sense. So, like I said, I, I wrote down the stats of all these guys. We'll go through them. Uh, I wrote career stats, playoff career stats, and then I looked through all of their careers and kind of picked out what I thought top to bottom was their best season. And then I also have their accolades. So we'll go over the accolades first. MVPs, LeBron has four, Jordan has five, Kobe has one. Now, this is a part where I will defend Kobe. The year he won the MVP, he didn't deserve it. It was like a lifetime achievement award, almost MVP. He deserved it the year before and maybe a couple years before that. So I think Kobe with the one MVP is kind of – I think he deserved it more than the one time he got it. I mean, would you agree with that? You know, uh, I told you earlier, Kobe won three championships with Shaq. Yeah. Shaq was the most dominant big man in the NBA, mm-hmm. and I really think he opened up things for Kobe. Shaq draws double teams. You know, Shaq is a big presence. He clogs yeah. the middle. You get beat on defense, Shaq's under the basket. So I don't even think Kobe was the best player on that first Lakers group where they won three championships. 100% with you on that one, too. Um, he was amazing. He was a top two, top three, top four player in the NBA, but yeah. he still wasn't even the best player on his team. Another reason why I can't say that he's the GOAT. But ultimately, you know, we can we can talk MVPs, we can talk different accolades, but I think pound for pound, um, I have to look at the eye test. Yeah. How Kobe played, did he make guys better? What could he do versus what other guys could do and his weaknesses and whatnot? And at the end of the day, I just feel like Kobe is a shoot first, shoot second, score. Um, yeah, he'll average four assists, but all, a lot of guys will average three or four assists, not because they're great passers, just because they draw defense, draw double teams, and they have to pass. And guys hit open shots. And you're playing with professional players. You're playing with the best basketball players in the world. Yes. You know. So another one, All-Star Games. I don't really hold so much weight on this one because it's a fan vote for the All-Star Game. So you'll have guys like Kobe getting in there his last years when he wouldn't even be a top 30 player in the NBA. But 14 and 14 for Michael Jordan and LeBron, and then 18 for Kobe. Uh, the next All-star one. appearances. All-star games, yeah. Yeah. And then the next one is Defensive Player of the Year. Jordan's the only one that's got one of those. Kobe or LeBron, neither, neither one have one of those. Uh, another one is the All-NBA team. First team, 12 times for LeBron. Second team, twice. Jordan, 10-time first team All-NBA. Kobe had 11 first team, two second teams, and two third team All-NBA, which is I don't know when he would have gotten those thirteens. Maybe earlier in the in his career. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I didn't look at the years. Uh, rookie of the year, LeBron and Jordan both won it. Kobe did not. That was. I and mean, that's another. That's another thing to talk about. LeBron at eighteen was better than Jordan and Kobe at eighteen. Yeah. Can we not admit that LeBron as a rookie, he was better than Kobe as a rookie? Oh, he was absolutely. He was. Then, uh, see, that's another debate we can have another day. This is these three guys are probably in the three best draft classes of all time as well. Two thousand three, Michael Jordan was the eighty six draft Eight, class. No, Eighty four. Eighty four for class. Jordan, and then you had ninety six for Kobe. The ninety six draft class for me, I love that Allen Iverson, Ray that Allen, Ray Kobe, Allen, that Kobe Bryant, Jermaine O'Neal, Sharif Abdurrahim, Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, no, he was ni- He was ninety seven or ninety eight. Well, wasn't Stephon Marbury in the ninety six? Marbury draft? was also Marcus Camby, who also had a long career. Uh, they had, they had some ones that you would see in the second round. You're just like, oh my god! Like, but I think these three draft classes, regardless of how you rank them, because I'm right there with you on the ninety six class. I think it's the three best draft classes ever. Because LeBron, you obviously had him, Melo, Wade, Bosh. Um, and there's other players in there, too, that I'm sure I'm slipping. Jordan, you had him, Akeem. Uh, Barkley, I think, was in there. Stockton. I mean, you had – this is – all-time, all-time greats. All-time greats in all three of those. Um, then all-NBA defenses, LeBron has five. Jordan has nine. Kobe has nine first team and two second teams. All uh, defense. All defensive, yeah. Uh, championships, LeBron three, MJ six, Kobe five. And then this is where I think – LeBron and, and Jordan separate themselves. I know you said it's an eye test, but, I mean, I didn't think that he was in the conversation anyway, but I think this is where it separates it, and it proves your point as you were talking about with Shaq. 
in those in their championships, LeBron has won a Finals MVP in all three of his championship wins. Jordan won a Finals MVP in all six of his championship wins. Kobe has two Finals MVPs in his five championship wins because he wasn't the best player on his team when he had Shaq. Now, I mean, you can't hate on somebody for playing with a good player, but if you're not the best player on your own team, how can you be considered in the GOAT conversation? So it proves, it proves exactly what you were talking about. So going into the numbers. Can I throw something else in there? Absolutely. LeBron, probably three to four years into his career, maybe by the fifth or sixth year, he's been the best player in the NBA at least 10 years of his career. Jordan was the best player in the NBA maybe almost every year except for his first two. Yeah. Bird and Magic probably still had him a little bit. Um, how many years of Kobe's career has he been the best player in the NBA? I can think of a year or two where Iverson was the best player. I can think of a couple years where Shaq was the best player. There was a year, I think, when Dwayne Wade won a championship. Some people thought he was the best player. There was a year where Tracy McGrady yeah. uh, had an amazing year. Some people said he was the best player. And then you also got to think he played some years with Jordan in his prime when Jordan was still the best player. How many years of Kobe's career was he the pound-for-pound unanimous best player in the NBA. And I think if we go back and count, we're going to maybe look at three or four years. I don't know if I'd go that high. If you look at Jordan and LeBron, they both have 10 plus years where they were the best player in the NBA. Because if you think the year Dwayne Wade won that first championship, it was when they traded Shaq from L.A. So Kobe didn't even make the playoffs that year. Once again, if LeBron had missed the playoffs in his prom, I mean, what conversation would we have? Kobe, so we're going to punish LeBron for getting swept. Yeah. Okay, and I understand that. We're uh, part of me feels like if LeBron is truly the greatest player in the world, couldn't he win one game? Because the Pelicans beat Golden State one game. Yeah. So if the Pelicans can beat Golden State, Houston is up three to two. If Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, Houston probably beats Golden State. I agree. I feel like LeBron should have won at least one game. Yeah. Okay. If you're truly the greatest player, your 51 point game was amazing. I understand we had the George Hill miss free throw, the J.R. Smith running the clock out. But I feel like they should. If he's truly the greatest player, he should probably win one game. But ultimately, ultimately, I think that we can go back and say at least ten times plus Jordan and LeBron have been the best player in the NBA. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And if so, if you go with that timeline, Kobe came to the league '96. He really wasn't. I don't even think he was a starter his first at least year and a half and season and a half into he the career. The bench. And after that, it was Shaq's team. He was the best player on that team, really, until Shaq. So I would say maybe two years that he was maybe the best player in the NBA, and that was like LeBron's first two of Le- two or three of LeBron's first three years in the league. And it was like you said, it was arguable because there were still really good players. Nash had the MVP seasons. I wouldn't. I would never put Nash as the best player in the NBA, but Nash had great seasons. He had two back-to-back MVPs. The second one, I think Kobe deserved. That was the one I was talking about. He, the second one that he won, I think that was the year Kobe should have won. That was, I, I'm pretty sure that's the one that I wrote down for Kobe's best year. Um, that one, I think that is. I mean, then you had another one we didn't mention, Duncan. Duncan was fantastic. Duncan won MVPs in there. Uh, Garnett. There was so. That's that's the other thing that. That I, that you that people miss nowadays it, with the '90s versus now. Well, LeBron, I think that players are better now. Players are always better now. You got to think players are healthier. Yeah. Players with the sports science, the sports medicine, and all the things that they know now, we're smarter now. The owners are smarter. The trainers are smarter. Technology is better. So now the the, the treatment's better. Guys are getting MRIs at halftime. And got you know in the '80s that stuff didn't exist. So now. With everything being better, the science, the medicine, the training, athletes are taller, they're faster, they're stronger, they're more athletic. They're still great shooters, great ball handlers all over the place. How could you not say the players are better now? Yeah. And so with with that, and I mean, we could, we're going to look at the numbers, but even before you look at the numbers, LeBron is playing against better players in almost every, in, in everything, but free throw percentage and points, he's beating both of them. Kobe played in this era too, so Kobe played against the same competition. But if you're strictly looking at LeBron and Jordan, which is what we're going to dive into, he's playing against a better era and he's averaging better. I think the thing that hurt Kobe was his shot selection. Yeah. Kobe always took a lot of challenge shots, a lot of bad shots. And um, Stephen Curry takes bad shots too and he makes them. But I think the reason we see a lot out of Kobe was he was a, a scorer. 
we could say he had selfish tendencies, and some people will even say that about Jordan. But, you know, people even say that LeBron's too unselfish. But for Kobe to never shoot over 56% from the field goal for, uh, in that category, we can't ignore that. We yeah. can't ignore the fact that you never had a season, you never had a playoff series, that you shot and made over half your shots. Yeah. You always missed more than half the shots you took. Yeah. So going into the numbers, uh, LeBron's uh, career averages – 27.2 points, 7.4 rebounds, 7.2 assists, 50.4% from the field, 34.4% from three, and 73.9% from free throw. That right there, because you always hear, well, LeBron's not that good of a shooter. If we go on these career stats, yeah. LeBron gets the GOAT title. We yeah. give him the belt if you go on this. Absolutely. Ultimately, we have gotten, we've become a society, and the NBA standard is championship rings. Yeah. That's why Barkley and Malone and Ewing and some of those guys, they miss the conversations of greats, especially in their position. Yeah. And you talk about the greatest power forward, a lot of times Carl Malone and Barkley become second, third, fourth. Yeah. Um, same thing with centers. Patrick Ewing ends up being third, fourth, fifth. You know, you got to look at your Akeem Olajuwon's and guys who've won a ring because if you want to be a great, eventually, essentially, you have to win. So if you just go on those numbers alone, LeBron wins this argument. Yeah. He loses this debate for the simple fact that he's been to the finals nine times. He's only won three. Of the nine, and a lot of people don't even talk about this, he's been the underdog seven times of the nine. Yeah, that was something he I was, was surprised to see before the, the season. The Vegas odds, he was predicted to lose seven out of the nine championships. Now, and I, and I like LeBron. He's not my favorite player. I'm not a LeBron hater. I'm not a LeBron lover. But I recognize greatness. I recognize talent. And I recognize greatness. LeBron gets attacked for losing in the finals. But yet we give Kobe a pass for missing the playoffs in his prime. A lot of people don't understand. There's an asterisk for me beside Kobe's name for the simple fact that Kobe's ego and Kobe's personality hurts him to me as a great in certain aspects. He couldn't coexist with Shaq. Shaq's well-loved all across the NBA. I mean, Shaq is an advocate. He is a, is a leader. He does things in the community. Kobe had issues with him, and he demands a trade. It's either me or, me or Shaq. The Lakers saw younger Kobe Bryant. They knew Shaq was getting older. They get rid of Shaq. He goes and wins a championship. His first year with Miami, Kobe misses the playoffs. No one even talks about that. People argue that Kobe is better than LeBron. If LeBron missed the playoffs this year, if LeBron missed the playoffs three years ago, I mean, we would never hit the end of it. Kobe in his prime misses the playoffs, and we want to say that he's better than LeBron because LeBron got swept. Yeah. And, and it's funny because people talk about the two sweeps in the finals. One, he had a garbage team. I mean, that was that 2017 was garbage. 2000 what? 2017 was garbage. When Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love got hurt. That no, team. No, the 2017 when he took Mo Williams and – Drew Gooden and 2007. All that. 2017. That was one of the worst teams I've ever seen in the finals. Yeah. And and he got swept by a really, really good Spurs team. That Spurs team when you had Parker and Ginobili and all them pretty much in their prime. And you had, in my opinion, I think Pop's a better coach than Phil Jackson. Absolutely. Absolutely. Phil Jackson has had more talent than Pop. But for me, Pop pound for pound is probably the best or the second best NBA coach of all time. I'm yeah. a, I think he's passed Pat Riley for me. And after what I saw what Phil Jackson did with the New York as a, yeah. as a uh, executive and a GM, I think I give them title to pop. I agree with that 100%. But you know what? I'll, I'll, do, I'll do you one even better. So, I, like I said, we based on just the career stats, I give it to LeBron. I have a hard time with Kobe missing the playoffs in his prime, and nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. We want to ignore that in Kobe's uh, career. I also have a problem with LeBron getting swept. And my the simple reason is this. If the Pelicans can win one game, why can't why can't Cleveland? I agree with that. Because the uh, Pelicans won one, and, and Cleveland couldn't. And they should have won game one, but they didn't. So ultimately, as good as LeBron is, I think he's, he's bigger than Kobe and Jordan, just as fast, maybe faster. I think he's stronger than both of them. I think he's a better passer than both of them. I think he's a better rebounder than both of them. And we can say something about LeBron that we don't really get to always say about Jordan and Kobe. LeBron makes everybody better. He gets everybody open shots. And we even say that LeBron's too unselfish. If you're going to play with the guy who's a great, do you want to play with the guy who's a great who shoots it all the time? Or do you want to play with the guy who can score 25 to 30 points a game and still get you the ball? I want to play with LeBron. I mean, of course you would want to play with Jordan because yeah. it's Michael Jordan. 
But as a guy who likes having the ball and wanting to score, if money's not, if you're not talking championships and you're not talking money, if you just said, who do you want to play with? I pick LeBron. Yeah. I'm going to get the ball. I'm going to be a part of the offense. I'm going to get to shoot because I know if LeBron doesn't got it, he's going to pass me the ball, even if I miss five times in a row. I've seen LeBron give the ball to guys for open shots who you know. LeBron, they're probably not going to make that shot. J.R. Smith. I think that's the asterisk for LeBron is he got swept in the finals. Now, in his defense, the thing that we should talk about LeBron is when he was on the big three with Miami, he shouldn't have lost to Dallas. It was actually a decent Dallas team, but they didn't – outside of Dirk, they had Jason Terry, Tyson Chandler, J.J. Barrera, oh. Jason Kidd. Hey. So, ultimately, they were the favorite. They should have won that series with that team. Mm-hmm. That's the one that we should talk about. Now, the fact that uh, LeBron got swept by Golden State, let's think about this. Jordan wins three championships, leaves, goes plays baseball. Houston wins two in a row. Jordan gets back into basketball, gets fully healthy, gets fully back in basketball shape. He wins three more. Let's say Jordan beats Phoenix Suns. Let's, who is the second best? Who, every year was different. Who's the second best player in the world when Jordan was playing in his prime? Is it Malone? Is it Barkley? Is it David Robinson? Is it Patrick Ewing? But let's just think about five or six players who we could probably say at different times were the second best player. Jordan beats the Phoenix Suns. Jordan beats Portland. Jordan beats Utah. Jordan beats the Sonics. What if the second best player in the world then joins that team? Yeah. Does Jordan still get six titles? So let's say Patrick Ewing joins Utah Jazz, and it's Ewing, Malone, and Stockton, Russell, and um, Jeff Hornacek in that group. Yeah. Or Barkley joins Utah, or David Robinson joins the Suns, or Carl Malone joins Phoenix. Do they still? Does Jordan and Pippen still get all those rings? Because now we got to think a seventy-three and nine team with Golden State adds the second best player in the world. So can we? We have to admit that 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 LeBron's not supposed to win that series, even no. at the greatest player in the world. No. I think if you take LeBron out of that equation and you put Jordan with this year's Cleveland Cavaliers team, I do think they would win one game, but I don't think they win the series. I don't. I disagree with you because I don't think they would have made the finals. I don't think Jordan would have carried this team to the finals. Why not? I one just like we were talking a little bit ago, he doesn't make players around him better. So yeah, he's going to draw double teams, but look at you. Look at that right there. His his career averages is two assists less than what LeBron's are. LeBron is a way better passer. He's a way better rebounder. I'll give Jordan the, the pass on defending, but I don't think that he would have willed this Cavs team to beat the Celtics. I don't. I'm going to disagree with you because I think Jordan is a winner. But LeBron is the only player that we've ever seen that no matter what team you put him on, they go to the final. he could go to the finals with any team. Yeah. And as soon as he leaves, the team falls apart. When Jordan went to go play baseball and he was playing minor league ball, Pippen finished second in the MVP votes, and the Bulls were, I think, the two two or three seed in the yeah. East, and they won 50-something games. LeBron left Cleveland. They had this worst record in the NBA and got the first pick. Three out of four years he was gone. They got the first pick. So He comes back, and they make the finals. Yeah, and in the first year. In the first year, they make the finals. And they honestly hey, should, could have won if Shaq Levin. Shaq leaves the Lakers, and Kobe doesn't make the playoffs. So that's why, you know, and Kobe was one of my favorite players. Growing up, you know, I was born in the 80s. So Jordan was my favorite player. I was obsessed with Jordan. My, bar- my brother was a Barkley guy. I was obsessed with Jordan. I stuck my tongue out and did all the, you know, the crazy layups, <laughs> and we would lower the goals and dunk. Then Kobe Bryant was my favorite player. I remember I grew my afro out, and I had the little shaped-up afro because I wanted to be like Kobe. I was upset because they didn't have a number eight. You couldn't wear eight yeah, in, like in, college, in yeah. middle school ball or anything. But I, I idolized Kobe. Then it was a part of my career where I kind of really liked uh, Allen Iverson because he was a small guy. Was that why you were number three? I was number three because my mom picked that number for me. Okay. So, um, but ultimately, I just, I, I look back at these things and I'm like, you know what? I do think Jordan could have probably got that team to the finals. Because um, the East isn't, the East isn't terrible. The East isn't really as bad as what people no, say. I, yeah. Boston was legit this year, even without Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. In a weird way, they may have been better. If Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward plays... We never find out how good Terry Rozier is. We never find out how good Jason Tatum is, and we never find out how good Jalen Brown is. Kyrie Irving's ball dominant. Gordon Hayward shoots a lot of shots. Those guys, Tatum comes off the bench. Rozier comes off the bench if those guys don't get hurt. They developed into really good players. So now you got to look at Boston. Boston's a really good team. Even though Toronto got swept by Cleveland, Toronto's solid. Yeah. And then you got the Wizards who are solid. 
Phoenix Suns are up and are not Phoenix Suns, Philadelphia 76ers. So the East is actually was actually solid this year, yeah. and it's only going to get better. So let me ask you a question. This is a side note. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it goes to what you were just saying with the Kyrie thing. I agree with you that I don't know if I would say they'd be better. Do you think that they should look at moving Kyrie and keeping Gordon Hayward or vice versa? Ultimately, what do the Boston – if I'm the Celtics – I'm going to I'm gonna think bigger than LeBron. LeBron plays two or three more years, maybe, okay? Maybe he plays four. We don't know. If I'm the Celtics, I'm thinking, how do we beat Golden State? I feel like every team that has a chance to win is thinking Golden State. I think you're almost actually looking past LeBron now, whether he stays in the East or goes to the West. Because I think with Boston, do you keep Kyrie Irving, bring Terry Rozier off the bench, or trade Terry Rozier, what do you need to beat Golden State? I think the only way to beat Golden State is with the dominant big. Someone said the other day, Kobe and Shaq's Lakers could beat them. And I said, you know what? You're probably right. Yeah. They couldn't have guarded Shaq. No. They couldn't have guarded Shaq. If I am Boston, I would move one of them or someone to get a really good big. That's the key to beating Golden State. Now, you could say, well, Houston didn't have a great big. Capella did well. Houston kind of beat Golden State at their own game. Yeah. How many people can really do that? Boston shoots it well, but they actually sh- they actually shot themselves out of the game against Cleveland in game seven. They did. They yeah, couldn't absolutely. hit a shot. Terry Rose, it was like 0 for 9 from three-point line. But ultimately, if I'm Boston, I'm thinking, how do we beat Golden State? Could I move somebody to get a really good big? And I that's my thought process. I'd there. almost try to move Kyrie and maybe a pick to get Anthony Davis. Move Horford to the four and maybe just – I think if you get Anthony Davis there and you keep the core, Brad Stevens to me is, is the second best coach in the NBA after Pop. Yeah. Guy's brilliant. He's yes. proven it. He took Butler to the finals. He's done what he's done with Boston. But if they can get Anthony Davis, I think that they could win the title. I absolutely agree. And also, not to take away from him, Danny Ainge is probably the best GM ever. Yes. Uh, they said that Danny Ainge has gotten in the heads of the other GMs so much that when he proposes trades, he's like, yeah. people no, people will say no because they're like, if you must want to make this trade, you know something we don't know. Yeah. So even if it makes sense, yeah. they'll just say no. Yeah. Because they're just like, why, why do you want to make this trade, man? What There's you, something that you get? know that we don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, the answer is no, Danny. We're not, we're not trading. So let's just throw Kobe out of this. I mean, we can still bring up Kobe points, but let's just throw Kobe out of this. So going to you talking about losing to Dallas – uh, getting swept in the finals, something. But they always want to talk about LeBron getting swept in the finals. I understand that is definitely something to talk about. If he about. wins one game, what do people say? They're still going to hate on LeBron. Yeah. Even, if he just, even if he doesn't get swept. Let's say he wins one game. Let's say they win game one where JR ran a timeout. Let's say George Hill hits the free throw and they win the game. They're still going to hate on him just as much. It's just they don't have – they can't say he got swept. But something I, that I hate that is never talked about – and it almost goes to the Kobe not making the playoffs. How come no one talks about Jordan getting swept in the first round two different times? Because they always say, well, I never got swept. Jordan got swept on two different occasions by the Celtics and couldn't make it out of the first round. Until he his, got Pippen. Until he got Pippen. He didn't until make it out of the first Pippen, round. He never made it out of the first round. Now, once Jordan was in his prime and he won, he always won. He came back, and against Orlando, he lost. But he, at it was that half time, season. It was half, half season. season. Yeah. He wasn't in great basketball shape. So in Jordan's defense – once he was in his prime and he was locked in, he won. Great coach, great team. And that was actually a solid team. He won three with Horace Grant yeah. and, and Pippen. And, Cartwright and B.J. Armstrong. Yeah. Absolutely. Then he won the second round. He had Ron Harper, who was actually kind of underrated. I, I will Tony talk Kukoc, about that yeah. underrated. Yeah. Dennis Rodman. I don't, do you remember him guarding Carl Malone? Oh, yeah. He, Carl Malone wanted to fight him. He got under guy's skin. He could go get you 10 rebounds at any time. And here's another thing about Dennis Rodman. If it wasn't a dunk, he wouldn't shoot. I like playing with big men who know their role and get me the ball. If I'm the best player in the team or I'm the best scorer, I like playing with guys who get me the ball and don't do too much. Rodman, outside of the hair and kind of the off-court antics, he really knew his role. He was this killer defender. He got every rebound. And you know what? He didn't shoot the three. You know, back then, you know, he didn't shoot – you know, bigs back then kind of played the post. They didn't come out and shoot the three. He just played his role. If it wasn't a dunk, he passed to Pippen, he passed to Kukoc, he passed to Jordan, and those guys got all the shots that they needed to get. So that Bulls team is actually a lot better than what people think. But in Jordan's defense, when he was in his prime, he won. 
he always found a way to win. And, and, and when you talk about Jordan, you still have to think about Pippen. You have to think about the rest of that team. But in Jordan's defense, he always won. Yeah. He's never seen a game seven, and he's never lost the finals. He's under, even Magic is five and four in the finals. Magic was five and four, you know. And um, I think that's the thing that's always going to hurt LeBron. If LeBron gets on the team right now and he wins three more titles, let's say LeBron gets, goes to the Lakers or LeBron goes to Houston or goes to the Spurs or something and wins three titles, people are still going to talk about A, B, and C and why he's still not the GOAT. Even if he passes Jordan in rings, people are going to find a reason. I think people have already made up their mind on LeBron of who he is and what he's done for basketball. And I think for most people, he's just going to be two, three, or four. I think the only way that maybe he could is if he stays in Cleveland and someone comes and joins him. I think, that's I that's think the only way. To, I think that's the, that's the, the only way he could he, – in some of those people's minds because the argument with was Jordan uh, Jordan never left. Jordan never left to go chase championships. Well, that's because he had Jerry Krause, who was a good GM and guided players. And, I mean, 100%. You get – yeah, you drafted Pippen, but then you go out and get people like Ron Harper, who was an all-star the year before he came to Chicago. First of all, it's wrong to say chase a championship. Every player is either chasing money or a championship. Yeah. You're either playing to make a lot of money or you're playing to win a championship. Everyone is chasing one or the other. You're chasing a championship or you're chasing money. You want to make a lot of money yeah. in the NBA or you want to win a ring. So everyone's chasing a ring, even if you leave a team or don't. Your agent helps dictate where you go. What city you want to live in? Are you going to win? And what kind of money are you going to make? That's given. So we can we need to stop saying chasing championships because one, Barkley and Pippen went to the Rockets. Barkley started with the 76ers, ended up with Phoenix. You know, Gary Payton and Carmelo went to the Lakers. I mean, we've had people leave and switch teams yeah. all the time. This is nothing new. Okay. If I was LeBron, would I have left Cleveland? If you don't like management, if you don't like the city, if you don't like the deal, why are we holding that against someone to leave? If this is better for me in my life, you're going to hold that against me and say that's wrong of you. You don't want to live there. You you have a better deal or better opportunity somewhere else. It's like having a friend who says, hey, oh, you have a chance to get a better job, make $5 an hour more, $50,000 a year more, and you're not and, and you're going to take that job where you're selfish. Yeah. Why? If, if that's better for LeBron, we should allow him to go. If that's better for Kevin Durant to go to Golden State Warriors, you know what? It, I'm okay with it. It didn't bother me. Does it uh, Does it alter things in basketball? Yes. But you know what? That's been going on for years. You know, it, it's stuff like that's been going on for years. Now, guys of that magnitude leaving, no. But players leave all the time. Yeah. Players leave all the time. I think the biggest problem – actually, I don't think – the biggest problem that people had with LeBron thing was the decision – which no one ever looks into what he did with the money that was made from that, donating $2.5 million to that Boys and Girls Club he had it at. No one talks about that. They just always talk about he was selfish, and then they talk about the not five, not six, not seven. They talk about that. That's the two things that bothered him. And LeBron has come out since he came back to Cleveland. He actually did an interview during the freshman-sophomore game, the first year he was back in Cleveland. And they talked to him about all that, and he said, uh, it's great to be back home. And the first year when we lost to Dallas, what made me a winner over the summer was I stopped trying to be a villain that I thought everybody wanted me to be. And I just played my game because that first season, I just I knew everyone hated me. So I tried to be that even more. Mm. And that's that's something. And you brought up the KD thing. I think KD's is different. I think KD stays in OKC. I thought OKC made great moves to make that team better. Maybe you can say he can't win with Russell Westbrook. Well, but you were up 3-1 on that team. Can anybody win with Russell Westbrook? They had Harden and Durant and couldn't win against Miami, which I thought they were better than Miami. They were still young, too, though. They were young. I actually thought they were better than Miami. When I watched those guys play, I was like, they can win this series. And they didn't. Ultimately, I think if they played that series three years later, they'd beat Miami. I would agree. They would beat Miami a couple years later. They were still young. Harden wasn't Harden yet. Russell still hadn't figured it out yet. I can see why some people don't want to play with Russell Westbrook. And also heard that he didn't like Billy Donovan. Now, people were like, oh, you went to the team that beat you. That's, well, that's think about this. Me. That's what bothered me. I've seen people become friends with the person who bullies them. You know, sometimes if, if, if Durant stays in Oklahoma City, he would not have two titles and two MVPs right now. Now, LeBron went left first. If we really want to talk about in this generation, LeBron was the first one of this yeah. group to kind of form a super team. Mm-hmm. He went with Wade and Bosch. Kevin Durant did it too. 
But ultimately, as fans, we're upset and we're mad because people don't want to stay in one city and they leave. Chris Paul just went to go play with um, James Harden. Nobody said a word. We have a different set of standards for different players. People were very upset at Durant. But I'm going to be honest. Who's been scrutinized harder than LeBron? No one. I don't think anyone's been scrutinized harder than LeBron. The thing for me is this. I became more of a LeBron fan the more people hate on him. Because I'm thinking the guy doesn't have any scandals. He's not out cheating on his wife. He is a good dad. He's a good advocate. He's great for the NBA. He's good in the community. He's a really amazing basketball player. And people can only talk about the bad things or what they find flaws in his game. Everybody had flaws. Jordan, for the first seven years of his career, couldn't shoot the three-pointer. No. And he couldn't go left, they said, the first three years of his career. Everyone was like, he can't go left. He goes right every time. Kobe, to me, um, he struggled. Essentially, for me, I think he's always had bad shot selection. And he's been hard to get along with. Kobe's been a tough guy to get along with. He's kind of been a recluse. He's been um, very isolated. And some people have said that he hasn't been the greatest teammate. He's a winner. He's a fighter. He's a competitor. But everyone has a flaw. Yeah. And and that's that's something that's always bothered me too. And my some of my buddies get on me for because I, I look he's my favorite player, so obviously I'm going to defend him more than what other people would. But I say that all the time. I'm like, man, I don't understand. He gets way more hate than any player that I've ever seen for someone that's honestly his biggest mistake was the decision TV show. That was other than that. What can you honestly say that he's made a mistake with? Like you said, he's an advocate. He sent what a thousand kids to college last year, paid for a thousand kids' college tuition. But name another player that's doing that that did that before him. Well, I'll tell you what, Shaq to me has been amazing in the NBA. Shaq one year one time bought an entire Toys R Us and donated it to some needy kids. Shaq volunteers with the police department um, in Florida, and Shaq does a lot of great things in the community. But there's not a lot of guys doing the things that. LeBron and guys like Shaq have done. I don't be honest. Jordan hasn't. No, Jordan hasn't. Jordan keeps bringing out the same shoes he's brought out for twenty years, and people still line up for him, and he just counts his money. Now I can't hate on him for making money. I'm not gonna hate on somebody for doing that, but when you see some of the problems that happen from making those shoes, then maybe you need to step in and make a difference with that. That's my only problem with that. Is I feel like he should step in and sometimes make a difference where. I mean, there's how many times have we seen people get shot at some of those lines for, to get some of his shoes? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you do something. You can do something about that. Either a release more shoes, b stop releasing shoes, or c find some other way to do it. And you you never it, there's this. I don't I don't want to go on rumors, but you think back to what really made Jordan go to the minor leagues and play baseball. It was the death of his father. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the rumor that the reason his father was killed was because of gambling debts that Michael Jordan had? Yes. I mean, and I, and I think ultimately it's speculation. Yeah. Now, does Jordan have debts and did he not pay them? He obviously had enough money to pay them. Did yeah. someone call his bluff and say, hey, we're not getting our money. We're going to kill your dad. I, we, Jordan and maybe a few other people are going to be the only people who are ever going to know. And I think that if it was really true, the truth would have came out now. I think if it was really true, the people who went to jail for that would have sold that to a tabloid or one of their family members would have said they were hit, man. They were hired because dad and Jordan owed a million dollars to the wrong people. So I ultimately think that if it was really true, we would know by now. I don't think it's true. I Now, you're probably right. I would say you're probably 99% right. I think Jordan's dad had some nice jewelry on and had a nice car because he was spending Jordan's money. Some people saw him and said, look at this old man with that watch. Look at this old man in that car. Let's get him. Jordan's dad was probably tough, said no, fought back, gets killed. I mean, yeah. I don't – I mean, what gambling debt could Jordan have that he couldn't pay? Yeah, but so. that is something that you always heard. And even to move away from that because it's a dark subject, I don't really want to talk about it. But you you think of uh, stories you hear – I, I hate the Warriors. I do hate the Warriors, but I love Steve Kerr. That's somebody I, – I love Steve Kerr. And you think about the story that Kurt talked about with Jordan in practice where he – I don't know if it was he kept fouling him or he scoring him a couple times, and Jordan just punched him in the face. Just punched him in the face, gave him a black eye. And it's almost going to what you were talking about with Kobe, like where Kobe was not – I'm not going to say Jordan wasn't a good teammate, but Jordan was not there to make friends. He was there to win, which isn't a bad thing, but – you never hear stuff like that about LeBron, and maybe that is why some people look at him as 
well, not not the goat. I we guess. have heard things about their luck. I think with great players, we realize sometimes they're difficult to deal with. They have egos, um, and guys who always win, and the guys who are at the top, they want everyone to be on their level. I've heard that great players don't make good coaches because they want everyone to play at their level and to be at their talent ability. And when guys can't, they just don't know how to comprehend that or coach it. If you really think about it, some of the greatest players ever who have tried to coach have really struggled. Yeah, It's a difficult thing to do because you want to coach everyone as if they were you, and it's hard to do. So we've heard that Jordan was selfish. We've heard the incident about Jordan and Steve Kerr. Um, I've heard all kinds of stuff about Kobe Bryant, the way he talked to some of his teammates, the way he wouldn't return phone calls or how he wouldn't do anything social with his teammates. He kind of isolated himself. But believe it or not, I mean, you know, LeBron had issues with Tristan Thompson. He had issues with Mario Chalmers. You know, Mario Chalmers said, man, he kind of talked to me really bad. You know, him and Dwayne Wade were very verbally abusive to me. If you go back and find some of the interviews, Mario Chalmers was like, I was kind of like, uh, we call it the whipping boy. When something goes wrong or if, if a boss would turn it over, nobody says a word. Mario would turn it over and it was, man, what the are you doing? Dude, I mean, are you kidding me? And they date him in the locker room. There's been stuff about LeBron not getting along with Tristan, LeBron having issues with Eric Spostra, LeBron having issues. I mean, LeBron kind of bullied his way into a GM position. People don't want LeBron to leave. People don't want LeBron to be upset. A lot of those trades that Cleveland made, LeBron demanded. He he told them to give J.R. Smith that contract. Yeah. Make it happen. Hey, I want Tristan Thompson. Make it happen. Hey, I don't want David Blatt here. Get him out. We want Tyron Luke. He made those decisions. And what are you going to do? Do something that LeBron doesn't like and have him leave again? No. So that's also being a bad teammate sometimes. When you dictate everything and when it's, hey, we're going to play my way or I'm taking my ball and going home, then that's some. That's also being a bad teammate. You don't have to be selfish and you don't have to punch someone in the face to be a bad teammate. When you tell the management, these are the guys I want, sign them, put him on the team, trade him. There was a time where Kevin Love wasn't playing that well and and the rumor was that LeBron was forcing people's hands to get him out of there. And then Kevin Love kind of played his way back on the team. He had some good games the year they won the title. Yeah. And he, uh, middle of the season, he started playing well again and kind of earned his way back on the team. But, yeah, I, I think ultimately all of them have asterisks beside them where they haven't been pleasant to get along with or to play with. So I guess to – I don't – I guess to kind of wrap this up, if you – Let's just say we're picking, we're picking, we're we're drafting. Okay, you got you have the first pick. Which one of these three are you taking? And not only which one are you taking, why are you taking them? Well, ultimately, I think the most talented and the best player is LeBron. The best competitor and the best winner to me is Jordan. But if I'm picking a team and I can put other players around them that give me other things and we're doing an all-great team, I'll take LeBron for this reason. And people would say, well, Jordan's a better winner, whatnot. I can put other guys with LeBron that understand winning or how to close out a game or how to close out a series or whatnot. But if I'm just picking for the most talented player, I'm picking LeBron. I can pick put other guys with them to get the job done. I'll take my chances. You can. We're picking three teams and MJ goes here and Kobe goes there and LeBron goes here and they're like, hey, you can coach any one of these teams, start with one of these players. I'll take LeBron and I'll build around him and I'll put some other guys with them to get the things done that I need to get done. A shooter, another score, a really good point guard or whatnot. Jordan's my second pick and then Kobe's third. And you got to think, I was a Jordan fan and then I was a Kobe fan. But if you're talking about pure basketball skill, Pound for pound. I can't ignore the numbers. I can't ignore LeBron's size. I can't ignore his ball handling and his passing ability. And when the guy, I mean, 51 points in game one, that was as good of a game in the finals as I've ever seen. I, I take LeBron. So I guess that was a, a bad question to ask with that. So who, since we talked about this whole thing, who is the GOAT to you? The GOAT to me right now is is still, it's still, it's still Jordan. And people are going to say, well, you didn't pick a side. People are going to say, you're lukewarm or you're on the fence. I think LeBron James is the better basketball player. How then can I say that Jordan is still the greatest player of all time? I just ultimately think that even if even if LeBron wins two games in the series, I think LeBron is a better basketball player than Jordan. But it's hard for me to give LeBron the, the greatest of all time 
when he didn't win one game in the finals this year because they, they should have got beat by Houston. They almost got – they lost the game to New Orleans Pelicans. And I just feel like LeBron's going to have to figure out a way to pull out some of those games. I don't like the fact that after game four he comes out with the glove or the uh, the brace saying, hey, yeah. I hurt my hand. It's almost like saying, hey, guys, I play bad. Then he said, look, their team's better than ours. We're not supposed to win. I just don't think that's a comment that a great player should make. I don't think Jordan would have done that. You're throwing your teammates under the bus, and it's almost like uh, when you when you uh, ask a girl on a date, and then she says no, and you say, well, I don't want to date you anyway. When you say, well, they're supposed to beat us, they're better than us, their players are more talented than ours, it's just kind of not how it works. You, you either can try to win and win with what you have, yeah. or you don't. You, and even if we all know that and we're thinking it, I don't think you say that. I don't think you say that. So I think Jordan is still the GOAT, but I think LeBron's a better basketball player than Jordan. So you say you still think he is. So does that mean you still think LeBron could pass him? I I think ultimately if LeBron stays in Cleveland and he wins two or three more championships, people are still always going to say Jordan. And here's reasons why. If you played against Jordan, you want Jordan to be the GOAT. Because then you can say, well, I didn't win because I played against the greatest player of all time. If you grew up in that era or that's your favorite player, you kind of want to defend that era. You want to defend that legacy. You want your favorite player to be the greatest of all time. Yeah. I think ultimately if people were unbiased and they just look at not the body of works, the skill set, what each player can do, we've never seen a LeBron. When Jordan came in the NBA, we had never seen a Jordan. When Kobe came in the NBA, you could say, we've seen this before and it looked a lot like Jordan. When LeBron came in the NBA, no one had ever seen a six foot eight, two hundred and sixty pound kid who could play point guard, beat you down the floor, dunk on you, block your shot, throw a behind the back no look pass, and also shoot a three. Yeah, we've never seen that. I mean, so, you've had players close because then you had you have Dr. J that Jordan is kind of like, but Dr. J was not as good a shooter as Jordan. I'm going to say LeBron is the most talented player of all time. Okay. I think Jordan is the greatest for the simple fact that I think that he kind of saved basketball in that era. Um, he was something different that we had never seen. He was this really athletic, tenacious score. Um, he put on a show. And I think LeBron, you know, th- there was a rumor that LeBron made a comment. He wasn't sure when he could retire because he wanted to leave basketball in good hands. And he felt like there was a Ben Simmons who could kind of live on his legacy, a 16 guy who could play point guard and do some of the things that he could do. And he was like, if I retired, I'd feel comfortable because – and he didn't name Durant, which was weird. I don't know if there was a jab on Durant, but he was like, Ben Simmons is the future. But I think that we've seen Kobe before because Kobe was like a little bit lesser of a version than Jordan. The NBA had never seen a guy like Jordan because as, as athletic as Dr. J or Dominique Wilkins were, they weren't Jordan. We had never seen a LeBron. So when you ask me that question, LeBron's the most talented or the most skilled and athletic all in one package we've, we've ever seen in the NBA. Jordan to me, is still the best competitor and the best winner. Yes, he played in a different era. Yes, he did have a good team. Yes, LeBron has, you know, played with lesser talented players and played against a stacked deck with Golden State. And I'm not necessarily holding that against him. But ultimately, if LeBron probably had got to five rings even, people would have probably said, you know, if LeBron was, uh, instead of three and six, if he was five and four, people would probably say that. And I think that we can't ignore that, but we can't only look at that. Yeah. And what I was saying with the Dr. J thing, I mean, you have comparisons of some of those players, but just like you said, it was actually something I, I saw a clip of Colin Cowherd the other day. Colin Cowherd said the reason that you have to at least put LeBron in the conversation is this is the first time since Michael's played that you've had the conversation. Because when Kobe came out, it was always like, well, he's like Jordan, but he's just not as good. This is the first time you're like, this guy might be better. And to go along with the era type thing and how the future, maybe the future is something different. Kind of how LeBron was different than Jordan. Maybe the future is someone like an Anthony Davis, a big man that can do all that stuff where instead of a Ben Simmons, who's just a clone of what LeBron is, where he's not as athletic. So maybe the, maybe the key is, is something going in a different direction. I watch LeBron play and outside of winning championships, I see him do things. I'm like, Jordan couldn't have done that. Yeah. Guys say he bullies his way to the rim and he does this. Well, ultimately it works. Shaq was a bully in the post too. We can still say he was one of the greatest centers or the greatest center ever. It's not LeBron's fault that he's 260 or 6'8 and he can muscle you to the rim. But I've also seen the guy hit four or five threes in a row. I've also seen the guys throw cross-court passes, jumping off one leg, falling back, 
hitting a guy on the dime for a three. I mean, he's just impressive. I want Jordan at this age and Kobe at this age weren't even close. No, this was maybe LeBron's best season ever, and he's what thirty three years old. Thirty three, yeah. At thirty three, Jordan and Kobe were not close to that. They no. weren't. They just weren't that good. I think ultimately, I've went back and forth. I watched LeBron play game one, and I said, he's the greatest of all time. And then I started thinking, I almost thought that two years ago that he had almost passed Jordan. I'd almost thought about when they won the title, I was like, he's probably passed Jordan in terms of being better than him. I was like, I've just seen the guy do so much. I can't ignore the fact that, and for me, I, I don't really care that he got swept because, like I said, I've seen Kobe not make the playoffs, and we've seen, you know, Kobe get beat in the first round. He was up three to one against Phoenix. So when great players, they don't always win. Charles Barkley is a great player. doesn't have a ring. Yeah. Carl Malone's a great player. doesn't have a ring. You Reggie Miller, yeah. Patrick King. There's great players that don't have a ring. Magic Johnson lost four finals. So I can't just judge it off wins and losses, but I do think that he's more talented than Jordan. Now, if you ask me, I, I mean, again, it's because I'm biased, I guess, but to me, LeBron is the best player of all time. I've, and I'm okay with that argument. I don't even argue with people when they say it. When yeah. they say that, I'm like, you know what? I can see it. Yeah, and that's the and that's why I don't really argue with you with the MJ thing. Because to me, this is honestly, it goes you've made the best point that I've heard anybody really say. Yes, it's defending the era that you grew up watching. I grew like I was born in the late eighties, so I remember some of the nineties, but I mean I remember the last three of Jordan's championships. I don't remember the first three. I was well, Three, four, he beat five the Lakers. Well, let's be honest. When Larry Bird was in his prime, when Magic was in his prime, Jordan couldn't beat either one of them. No. He beat the Lakers at the end of everybody's prime. I mean, you know, James Worthy was going bald. I mean, Magic was at the end of his prime. He never beat the Lakers, and I don't know if he would have in their prime. Um, he never beat the Celtics in their prime, and he didn't beat the Pistons in their prime. He beat everybody out of their prime. Um, so he beat a Lakers team that was on the way out. He beat a Portland team. Claude Jerkson was was going downhill. He was. I don't think. I don't know if Claude was necessarily at his prime. Claude was pretty good, but I don't know if he was at his prime. I like to talk about that Utah team. Utah was in their prime. Yeah. He beat them. But what a lot of people don't remember is Jordan has seen a game seven. Was it the Pacers or was it the Knicks who took Pacers, him to a game seven? Pacers game seven of the '98 championship. Because that was the he, game he, he missed said, the buzzer beater in game six that would have won the series in six. And he said, we will win game seven. So, yes, he didn't see a game seven in the finals, but he saw a game seven in the Eastern Conference finals. And people, once again, people omit data that's important to the argument yeah. to win their argument. 100%. 100%, yes. So, oh, he's never seen a game seven in the finals. Well, he also, Jordan's been swept numerous times. He's been swept more than LeBron. Jordan has seen a game seven in the It's actually the same time. amount. I thought it's it was more the same amount. Because okay. if something came out the other day, I can actually probably find the picture. Jordan and LeBron both have been swept twice. Uh, there was somebody up there that had been swept so many times, and I was like, oh, my gosh. They've been swept that many times, but it was a picture. Here it is. Uh, NBA legends swept in the playoffs. Shaquille O'Neal leads the list. He's wow. been swept six times. Well, let's, well, let's stop there. Shaq also played four or five years out of his prime. Overweight, out of shape. He played for like seven different teams by the time it was done. Well, to be fair, the only team that he was out of shape in with that was the Suns. What about when he played for the Celtics? No, he didn't get swept when he was in Boston. He got swept with the Magic, the Lakers, the Suns, and the Heat. And then Kobe got swept three times. Kareem got swept three times. Larry Bird got swept twice. Duncan got swept twice. Magic swept twice. And then Jordan and LeBron swept twice. Well, you know what? Um, when we talk about the greatest centers, a lot of people will say Shaq. And that, that stat never comes out. Shaq's been swept how many times? Six? Six times. I, and you ask me, I don't think he's the best center of all time. I, I would have to go with Akeem. I, I'd say Akeem or Wilt to me. I, I, Akeem to me is one of the most – I know he's up there on that list, but I still think people underrate him. And another center that I don't think he's better than Shaq, but another underrated center to me is David Robinson. I think those two guys are some of the most least talked about guys that are great, not only great players, but just like we talk about with uh, with LeBron, they're great people. You know what I mean? They, you, from what you see, they seem like great people, and I, that's that's a topic for another day. But I, yeah, that that was something that the other day I was like, yeah, I know that LeBron's both. Both times being swept are both in the finals. But he's got the same amount of sweeps that 
that Jordan does. So whether you get swept in the first round or get swept in the finals, how are you going to hate on someone? He made the finals. Always remember that point I made. When you watch Pippen and all these different guys, Barkley, defend Jordan and say that Jordan's the great, and a lot of people say he's the best. If you're Barkley, you want Jordan to be the best. Hey, I lost to the greatest of all time. If you're Pippen, you can you you're I played with the greatest. That's that's a feather in your cap. Yeah. You know, um, Reggie Miller. Well, it's Jordan. Well, because you played against Jordan. People want to say I lost to the greatest. Well, I could have won, but I lost to the greatest. And I think a lot of people in this era, there's a lot of people that defend LeBron. And what I look for is that unbiased opinion, state facts. Like, let's find someone who's not a LeBron hater or a LeBron fan, not a Jordan uh, fan or a Jordan hater, and then let's talk, have a conversation. And if we're going to talk about Jordan or LeBron getting swept, let's talk about Jordan getting swept. If we want to talk about this, then let's talk about this for the other person. Let's let's equally weigh facts and without omitting things that make sense for the argument. I think the only way we would ever do that is if you get guys that played before Jordan and LeBron or guys that played after LeBron. That's a very good point. That's really the only way we're ever going to do it because guys are always going to be from my age to your age. One's either going to be, oh, well, I grew up watching Jordan. Or I grew up watching LeBron. They're always going to be, even if they say they're not, like I'm biased, you're biased towards it. We're both, we both have a bias because There's they were guys who played against both, both yeah. Jordan and LeBron. Kobe. And there's guys who played against LeBron and Kobe or Jordan and Kobe. I like hearing their opinions because now they've played against both guys. See, one of them I hate hearing, and a lot of people that know me know that I don't like him, is Paul Pierce. I think Paul Pierce is very bitter towards LeBron, and I think he never really gives LeBron a fair shake. And he loves seeing LeBron fail. He, he admits that he doesn't like LeBron. He openly admits that he doesn't like LeBron. But McGrady, I, th- I like hearing what McGrady says. McGrady says – he, I don't remember who he's come out and said who he thought was better, but I like hearing McGrady stuff because McGrady hit. We may not even talk about Kobe if McGrady doesn't get hurt. McGrady's actually a little bit bitter about that. A lot of times when you talk about some of the best players that have played in this era, and people leave out Tracy McGrady, and you know we leave out Grant Hill, but Tracy McGrady, I felt like there was a year where he averaged 34, 33 points a game. He was maybe the best player in the NBA that year. He played yeah. for Orlando Magic. And that's something we forgot, too, when we were talking about great players that played during those good – You know he's know never you... made it out of the first round? Tracy McGrady's never made it out of the first round. I didn't know that. The year he was supposed to was when he was with Orlando, and Grant Hill didn't even play the whole season. That team was going to be stacked, though, because you get Grant Hill, who was still good. Who else did they have? They had Grant Hill, him. They had, some, they had somebody else that was decent. Uh, we'll have to look it up and tell yeah, I had to. Cause I, they had somebody else that was decent, but still, you have two. Because Grant Hill, people f- either people don't know or people forget about how good Grant Hill was. Before LeBron, he was Grant LeBron. Hill was kind of our first LeBron. Six eight, could dribble, shoot, guard four or five positions. I don't think a guard's finished. Probably guard four positions, and the guy was like twenty three seven and seven. 23, 24 points a game for the Pistons, seven rebounds, seven assists. And was a great passer. And he was like two years into the league, and he was already a top five player in the league. He was a top five, top six player in the NBA. He was he was so good. And then he has that ankle problem. I think he broke his ankle or something or shattered shattered his ankle. And just then it went from his ankle to his knee. He just never was the same. And it, was, it sucks, man, because you see players like him. At least we got to see – Times of him and McGrady and, and stuff like that. It's or, always the guys that get hurt that you like. Oh, it could have been special. Larry Johnson, Greg Oden, Grant Hill, and you're just like, what? Jay Jay Williams from Duke. I thought could have oh, yes. career. He gets motorcycle accidents, so it's interesting to see what would have happened. But yeah, um, I like to hear from the guys. Uh, was it Isaiah Thomas who he said he thought LeBron was better? Some people got mad at Isaiah Thomas. He yes, said he thought LeBron was better. But see, that's a, that's a guy that. I would compare to what Paul Pierce is. Isaiah Thomas hates Jordan. Right. He hates Jordan because Jordan said, if you play on the dream team, I'm not playing. That's, I mean, that's, there's a lot of people that's come out and said that. And and that's why when we hear sometimes, we hear people's opinions sometimes, we got to think, what's your motive? Yeah. What is your motive when you say that this guy's better than this guy? And it's it's terrible that we can't just get that commentary and take it as authentic commentary. Now we have to think, yeah, but you don't like him. Yeah, you know, and you don't like this guy, and you played with him, and then you played against him, and you know, so it's I don't know. Yeah, and then because there, there's the thing that started with the Jordan hatred of Isaiah Thomas. One, he hated how he was treated by the Pistons every time he would go in the lane. 
And two, he hated how when he finally beat the Pistons, they didn't shake his hand. They walked off the court before the time right now. July, that's why he hated well, Isaiah they, Thomas. They were, they, they were the bad boys, yeah. and they were bitter, and they were mean, and they were some nasty dudes. Yeah, so. and he he never he, – I mean, he never forgave him for that because it's like, man, I shook your hand every time you beat me, and I'm just as good a biggest competitor as you, if not more. And then I beat you finally, and you still beat me up the whole series, and you won't even shake my hand. That's why he lost all respect for Isaiah Thomas. And I would lose respect for somebody like that too. Well, I think – could it be more? I mean, those guys almost deliberately try to hurt Jordan. Yeah. They had that – remember the book Jordan Rules and it's yeah. when he comes down the lane knock him down? Yeah, and they, that's – he he hates them, but he also tells tells people that they're probably – them and Phil Jackson are the reason he really became the player he was. What do you think guys in this era would have done? Do you think they just would have adapted? Because now this is the era of flopping. This is yeah. the era of crying until you get a call. You've seen guys not even go down on defense. I've seen Wade. I've seen LeBron. I've seen different guys. They'll miss a shot, and while the other nine players go down the floor, they trot back to argue and yell at a ref. I've seen Draymond Green do it. I've seen you know a bunch of guys do it. How do you think those guys react it's, in it, that era? It's tough to say. When because guys don't even get kicked out of games sometimes. They could knock you down and just throw you down in the yeah. air and then shoot the free throw and continue to play. It's it's tough to say, man, because you think, you think of certain players, and you kind of wonder, okay, I agree. I'm, LeBron's my favorite player. He obviously complains – a good amount. He, I, I'm willing to admit that he complains a good amount. But he does it because he knows it works. And you got to kind of add that. I, I'm not saying that someone should be a crybaby or someone should flop or someone should do that. I'm not saying that because I hate that. But it's I'm, – I'm trying to think of the best way. To, it, errors change in every sport. Think of the Think of the quarterback rules in the NFL. You can't even touch a quarterback now without getting a flag. Think of uh, the things change because of different things. Don't you think people adapt? Like if we talk to our parents' parents and they said, hey, at this time you would have had to walk this many miles. And most people would think, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, you would have. You had you to. You would have had to. Yeah. If you were an NBA player in the 80s and guys did that to you, you would have just had to adapt. Yeah. You would have just played like that. I don't think those guys would have tucked their tail and ran. So when people are like, oh, man, you know, if LeBron had played in this era, if these guys had played in this era, when they could just foul, they would have just learned how to deal with it. Yeah, they would have. They would have adapted. Yeah, I mean, I agree. So, man, I think it was a good talk. I'm glad, and I thought we would be on the same page, but maybe we weren't 100 percent on the same page with who we thought was a goat. But that's why we. That's why I like having people on to see different opinions. I think we agreed on a lot of the stuff we said, and we both said, "Hey, I don't see. I don't. I don't have a. I don't. Not going to say that you're wrong, and you're not going to say that I'm wrong because it's like you said, and I told you that you made the best point. It's someone defending their era. Someone's always going to defend the error because, A, I got beat by the GOAT, or, hey, I played with him, or he's my favorite player. Hey, I would have argued with you if you had said Kobe was the greatest yeah, player of all yeah. time. <laughs> I we threw Kobe out and was like, look, he's not even in one or two. I, know, he's not top two. Yeah. And I told you, if you want to say LeBron's the greatest player of all time, I can agree with you, and I can I cannot even argue with you. Yeah. If you want to say Jordan's the greatest player of all time, I can agree with you and not even argue with you. I wanted to throw Kobe out of it, and I felt like, even as a person who used to be a big fan of Kobe, Look, if you were going to go there, when people do, I'll fully disagree. I just want LeBron to get a fair chance, and I want people to unbiasedly recognize his uh, his abilities without looking at outside factors that don't make sense. When you say LeBron's the greatest player of all time and that he's past Jordan, I can see where people would say that. He's just better than Jordan in a lot of things. Yeah. He is. He just really is. But I think at the end of the day, it makes for a fun debate because I still think that he has to do a little bit more to really solidify. Because right now, Jordan, for most people, is unanimous. Yeah, and if we really want LeBron to be the goat, I think we got to clean up his resume a little bit. He does need to win some more. Skill wise, I think a lot of people can see. Look, he he was a little more athletic, a little stronger, a little better passer. But if he really wants to be the goat and really wants it to be unanimous, he's going to have to do some more. There's more things that he has to add to his legacy. And so, so man, I thank you again for coming on. I I'll be anytime you want to do another episode, you just hit me up, and I'll I'll do the same for you when I think of something. Hey. I bet Brian would be good to talk to about this because I know when you have the schedule open, you're always willing to do it. Because I mean, you hit me up the other day and was like, "Hey, I got a perfect thing for us to talk about. Let's do let's do it next week." I'm like, "All right, I'm down." So we still need to get that other episode we talked about last time. I'm not going to ruin it on here, but we still need to get that other episode with the interview with you and two other people of maybe getting them here or something and doing an interview about you know where where basketball is now. 
I want to talk to you a different time. I mean, if you have time, we could talk about it today. I'm just a different thing with where you think where you think of Coach Mack and where Louisville is now. Since there since there's a hire, I mean, if you have time, we can talk about it. If not, we can make it another episode. I've actually uh, worked out with Darius Perry, and um, I've seen the new UConn transfer. We were playing open gym at Ballard. And he destroyed Shane Bohan. And Shane, if you end up listening to this, you, you can't deny that. He he worked Shane at the workout. Russ Smith showed up for it. But um, the Jordan Noir kid. Jordan Noir. Yeah. yeah. He uh, shoots lights out. I didn't realize he could shoot it like that. But, um, yeah, I've seen a couple of those guys. I've got to know some of those guys a little bit. And it'll be an interesting conversation. We'll save that for another time. For sure. For sure. So, um, Brian, like I said, I thank you for coming on, man. Uh, I feel like we kind of – I, I met you through some friends, but I feel like we're gaining a little bit of a friendship, though. Man, we have a lot more in common than I thought we would. And it's, I don't know, it's cool to just get on here for somebody that I used to watch back in the day play at Louisville. And now I'm like, he's a normal guy like me. I will come back anytime, man. We can uh, we can debate anything or discuss anything. I for love sure. Being on the show. For sure. So, guys, keep liking, keep sharing these. I'm sorry it took me so long to get another episode out. I mean, at least this one will I mean, you add this one up, it's just like five episodes anyway. So <laughs> uh, let me know what you guys think. Let Brian know what you think. I mean, I'll get him to share it on his Facebook so you guys can rag him if you think he's wrong. Or you can rag me if you think I'm wrong. I don't care. That's fine. That's why I do these because I want people to say something back to me. It's about debate. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's an opinion thing. So, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. I'm going to keep putting these out. I got another guest coming up Monday. It's not a big-time guest like Brian Northern, but it's a cool guest. So, Guys, have a good one. Try to stay cool. Later.